Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Sports Lounge Podcast, where we celebrate the athlete's success on and off the court and talk about the mental health and how they are having success after the game. It's a pleasure to introduce you guys to Deatra Rogers. She is a clinical social worker that specializes in mental health out of San Francisco Bay Area. In this segment, we talk about issues that are affecting our community with mental health. We also talk about where mental health originates from, resources to help people out with the mental health and why there's needs to be a resource for athletes with the mental health. So please enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to have you on our show. And thanks again for taking time out to chat with us. So today is kind of different. You know, usually we are talk about the athletes and the uh, sport, the sports mental health you know, during the game and after the game, but, you know, we just want to touch on the mental health overall, you know, in our community and just in general. So just tell me a little bit about your background. I know you're a clinical uh, social worker out of San Francisco Bay Area. So what exactly do you, um, I know you specialize in mental health, so what makes you um, get into mental health, mental health and also become a social worker? Um, so it actually started when I was in high school. Um, I went to Berkeley High School and so I took a African-American psychology class and I read the book by um, Naeem Akbar. It's called Breaking the Chains of Mental Slavery. And that kind of just really was a catalyst of me Excellent going book. into mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a really great book. And so um, I decided that that was going to be my major when I went to college. And as I just learned everything, I actually wanted to do marriage and family therapy and then um, my professor taught me about social work and realizing how much more I could do in social work, whether it's um, working with people or working with organizations, so I can make a change on a greater level. Nice, nice. So do you specialize in uh, social work and it's safe to say mental health in the, in the Bay Area or are you, you know, are you all over California? Do you have a specialty in, in, in a territory? My specialty is in terms of mental health, mm-hmm. it's like trauma, addiction. Okay. Um, I am trained in um, cognitive behavior therapy as well as dialectical behavior therapy. And so that's very much helping people deal um, with the symptoms of their mental illness and how to develop those coping skills, especially um, when people have trauma, they have all this um, depression and anxiety. And so the, helping them to be able to just kind of cope with that and be able to live their day-to-day life as normal as possible. Excellent, excellent. So, you know, in, in this show, we talk a lot about mental health and try and get down to the root and try and, like, help people become, you know, stronger, mentally stronger, and kind of eliminate or minimize mental health, if any. But it's kind of hard to say because in our community, it's a lot of issues that contribute to mental health. So what do you what do you see that contribute to a lot to mental health in African-Americans in, in our community? I think um, one of the things that a lot of people don't um, realize is that sometimes the uh, mental health issues actually starts when you are in the womb. Um, the When your mother is experiencing trauma, in her environment, she passes that along to her child. And so um, that depression, that anxiety that she can feel while she's pregnant, that can actually pass on. And that's why they call it like generational trauma because it goes through those barriers. And so 
I think that's some of the things that we have to address. And so some of the things we just can't help, but I think we don't realize that a lot of our childhoods were traumatic, but it was a lot of, it was normalized for us. So being able to um, go outside and not hear gunshots is something that is very uh, rare for some people. And so realizing that that is not normal, um, the racism that we experience, whether it's overt racism or passive racism um, that we experience where it's kind of like um, undercover, like just like microaggression and stuff like that, that we experience whether we're in school or in our neighborhood, in the community, those things also play a part in our development and our brains, are it, it becomes wired that way. Wow. Well, thank you for enlightening me. And, and, and the, I didn't know it starts like in the womb. It makes a lot of sense, but, you know, just to really just like to, uh, I guess, you know, to cover, you know, all, you know, all the elements in the, of it. I didn't know that. So, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, yeah. so like, so, so for like, for like teenagers or young adults that experiencing uh, mental health, mental health and just gonna try to like talk about the athletes. How do you think what 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 and the athletes and people in general, what they what they can do, what can they do and transition from you say high school, college to a to the professional career if they deal with mental health? How can how can they manage their mental health and just just have a a, a, a healthy mental health? What what they can do to manage that and transition, you know, to two different levels, uh the stages of their life. So first realize that that stage of their life Mm -hmm. is um, a transition in itself. And so, excuse me, Mm -hmm. their identity is still being formed. And so they're trying to figure out who they are. And so you, one, have to kind of seek professional help. I definitely would recommend seeking a therapist even at that age so that they can help you navigate who you are. And because you're trying to figure out where I come from. And the experiences that I, that that have taught me these things, and what the person that I'm trying to be, and you're trying, you're kind of battling between those two things. And you have to recognize your triggers. And so when you're um, at this, when you are aware of your triggers and what sets you off, and what triggers your anxiety, and what triggers your depression, then you can actually work with a therapist while you're at baseline, which is like while you're at your calm state. So that you can build up those skills, those coping skills, and you can practice them so that when you are triggered and you are in a situation that is um, when you're under pressure and it causes you to be overwhelmed, then you actually know how to deal with that in a way that is um, safe. And so it's basically like building up your resilience. And so um, you kind of also have to get to the root of your anxiety and depression because some people don't realize that sometimes uh, they're fear um to play well comes from the fear of letting someone down or having that uh, experience in childhood where if you were a good kid and you did everything right then you got praised and if you weren't you were punished and so then you kind of relate that those two things and so when you are aware of those things that happen in childhood that affect how you think today which affects how you behave and how you respond to situations then you can say okay this is what is true, this is what is real, versus this is what is going on in my head, and I need to make sense of it, if that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, 
Is, is there like any, I guess, nonprofits or any helplines uh, that they, they, they can provide to the listeners to, for those who don't, you know, uh, very uh, reluctant to get help or just don't know how to get help? Uh, um, is, is there any uh, resources you can provide to them? Um, yes, I would also, I would definitely recommend, um, when you look on, I think psychology today, that's a really good website to find a therapist because they have so many options where you can choose the therapist that's in your city that takes your insurance that specializes in different issues that you're dealing with. Um, you can definitely reach out to your local hospital and your doctor. They can also give you resources. I actually also work for a company um, on track program resources and they have a program called soul space which caters to african-american yes yes tell us about that great okay do you mind especially i mean going you know um elaborating on soul space was empowerment with soul space Uh, space. Mm -hmm. so my role in soul space is an empowerment advocate um, and so Soul Space is in this community wellness center, and it provides cost-free support specifically for African-Americans. And it's by offering, like, support groups, workshops, trainings, individual coaching. Um, and we also partner with community resources so that um, we can connect our clients to therapists. Um, and we try to connect with Black therapists so that our clients can have therapists who look like them and who realize the, the issues that they're going through specifically as Black people. Excellent, excellent. So, what, what, where are you located? Well, I mean, where is this um, the Soul Space located? I think you mentioned was Berkeley in Sacramento, but what? Yeah. Where, where can people find it? So we are at twenty one twenty one Bonar in Berkeley, and then they also have a um, site in Sacramento as well. And I don't remember the address to that okay. one, um, but it is um, on the website, which is. Um, It's um, on OnTrackConsulting.com, and then you just kind of go to the um, the Soul Space. Oh, it's OnTrackConsulting.org, and then you go to the Services and Projects, and then under Soul Space. Excellent, excellent. So let me ask you a question. Uh, a close friend of mine, uh, of mine, so we had a conversation the other day. He used to play college football. I like when I play college football, but it was D3, but, you know. <laughs> but but uh, during the time of, you know, playing, playing collegiate football, we noticed that, you know, the, it was no um, resources for athletes you know, to transition uh, to life after sports if they, they make it to the next level. And, and also, you know, it's, uh, me personally, and uh, I know a bunch of athletes experience, you know, some type of mental health trying to transition so do do you think there should be like or how could it be a program in colleges uh, to help athletes uh, with the mental health for you know and especially for those you no know, no make it because as an athlete you know all your life then you don't go to the next level when you don't go to the next level then you gotta reinvent yourself and transition to you know to the next level in life so is there, do you think there should be, um, or how could it be like some type of program to assist the athletes in college to transition, even for professional um, professional athletes? I think if I'm, if I'm honest, there sh- should be specialized therapists that are specifically assigned to the athletic department because all of the funding that the athletics bring into the school, that should cover that. 
And so when you have therapists who specifically specializes in sports psychology and being able to relate to the athletes exactly what they're going through, not just their mental health, but specifically to how it relates to their identity in sports, because when you are an athlete, that's, that's exactly, you're not saying you're a person anymore. You now identify yourself as what you do. And so when that identity is taken from you, then there presents an identity crisis, which you were kind of describing. And so I think when you have specialized therapists who have an entire department special um, specifically to cater to athletes, that's going to be very important and very essential to the school because um, there are a lot of, misconception about athletes that if you look strong on the outside then there's nothing going on with you mentally and so if I can't see your physical pain then you must not be hurting and you must have everything together so you're going to need somebody who can see through all the strength and all the stereotypes that come with it to say hey I see you I understand what you're going through and you don't have to feel guilty or ashamed or you don't have to hide it or pretend to be stronger than what you really feel right now and so I think that would be definitely essential because some people turn to suicide some people turn to um, drugs and addiction and so you can definitely prevent a lot of those things from happening and actually give those, those athletes those tools to be able to shift and use their gifts in other areas because they need to when you're an athlete, you learn a lot of valuable skills, whether it's leadership, it's communication, it's teamwork. Those are all good skills that are great for different jobs. And so having a therapist um, there would actually help them say, let me take your skills that you use while you're on the court or on the field, and let me help you transition them into a job that you love just as much or that you can still do with passion. Agree. Excellent response. So do you mind you know, sharing, sharing with the listeners of any success stories? I know you got plenty of helping people out. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like things, things, things you experience with your own eyes, like, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. Do you mind sharing that? Just a, just a snippet. Just a snippet. Um, because yes. there is a lot of confidentiality with uh, working in mental health. Yes, yes. Um, and so I don't want to, like, tell my client stories. Yes, so, okay, okay. Um, but, like, in a general sense, um, I've seen people be very resistant to therapy. Like, I would never do therapy. I don't want to do therapy. Um, and then after, like, a few conversations with them, it's, like, two hours later. And they're like, wait a minute. We, this is, this was therapy. And I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> to current reality so that you can make better decisions 
with a different mindset. Now that you know better, you know how to do better. And so being able to see them just flourish and um, their self-esteem um, and their trust in themselves build up because a lot of people don't trust themselves to make good decisions. And so to work with people and say like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I was able to make that decision. I didn't have to call 5 million people to get their advice, but I was able to trust myself and make wise decisions, whether that is financial or setting boundaries with some people um, and just navigating in certain environments. So, yeah. Wow, great. Well, thank you for sharing sharing that. That was great. So, uh, we definitely got to um, do this again. We got to, we got to do some segments because uh, really trying to cover uh, every aspect of uh, um, mental health in our community. Because I know this kind of coincide very closely with social social work. So being a social worker, because so many different cases. You know, and, and uh, so many different um, issues, you know, and things to tackle. So we definitely got to do that. Um, um, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners or anything you'd like to share? Um, um, you know, you know um, any additional resource or anything you want to share? I think um, the last thing that I would want to share is that if you are experiencing any mental health issues, whether it is anxiety or depression or um, you just kind of can't quiet your thoughts, it's okay to get um, seek help, especially um, for a lot of the men out there, especially like black men. Um, they are, society puts this stigma on men that they can't show their emotions um, especially when it comes to sadness and things of that nature. Um, and they're led to believe that they have to be strong and they have to have it together, but it's okay to not have everything together and it doesn't make you weak. Um, and to seek help is actually a strength. Um, and to being able to trust somebody that you can kind of take all your burdens to and kind of have them help you carry that load. So that you can sort it out because it's kind of like putting everything in a water balloon. If you keep stuffing water inside of the water balloon, eventually it will burst and it will be everywhere. And so when you actually take the time to just let water out a little bit at a time, you kind of preserve the, the water balloon. And so that's the same thing for mental health is sometimes talking about it and getting your thoughts out of your head and saying them out loud will definitely help you kind of make sense of some of the things that's going on in your life so that you can figure out where you want to go and how you want to move and what that's going to look like for you to make a better life for you and the people around you. So definitely there are therapists out there that um, are free that you, you know, that will take your insurance, whether it's Medi-Cal or private insurance, or you don't have um, insurance at all. There are definitely a lot of resources out there. If you just reach out to a hospital, you go on Google and there's so many things that, that is available to, that you can um, tap into so that you don't have to go it alone because you don't have to be alone. You may feel by yourself, but there's always somebody willing to help. Excellent. And I'm going to say thank you. We need more people like you in, in the world to make a change to talk with this issue. So thank you very much for taking time out to meet with us at the Sports Lounge Podcast. Uh, I just want to miss you, you know, wish you many, many more blessings and thank you for what you do and continue doing it at a high level. And thank you. So really, um, again, thank you for uh, the bottom of my heart for taking time out to chat with us. So thank you again and many blessings. Thank you.